I am Gautam Kumra, Chairman of McKinsey Asia, and you are listening to the Future of Asia podcast series. The Asian century has begun. The region is now the world's largest economy. As Asia's economies evolve further, the region has the potential to fuel and shape the next normal. In each episode, we are going to feature conversations with leaders from across the region to discuss what Asia's rise means for businesses across the globe. Join us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of Future of Asia Explains, where we take big concepts and boil them to the most important nuggets that you need to know. Today, we will be talking about the topic of human capital and how work experiences can shape our careers in more ways than one. I am joined by Kanmani Chokalingam, the co-author of our recently published report on human capital, the value of experience. It's great to have you with us, Casey. Hi, good morning. Happy to be here. In the simplest terms, Casey, what is human capital? Human capital is essentially the knowledge, attributes, skills, experience, and health of the people. And people accumulate human capital throughout their lives, evolving from their childhood through education and then work. It is the potential that resides within people, and therefore it exists even if it is not utilized. However, labor markets do set a price on human capital through compensation. So when an individual earns wages, their human capital goes from being a potential to a realized economic value. And we approximate this realized economic value of human capital as the earnings from work over the lifetime for an individual. And it represents roughly two-thirds of an individual's total wealth. So we attribute a proportion of this value to work experience based on the additional skills that a person learns through the course of their working life. A term that has been used frequently in the new McKinsey report is the experience effect. So how does the experience effect influence human capital? Maybe an analogy might be the best descriptor here. So let's say two equally talented architects with the same backgrounds earn the same degrees from the same prestigious university and pass the same professional certification examinations. Upon graduation, one of them, let's call her Jean, job at a boutique firm, while another, let's say Jane, worked at a commercial firm. Now, Jane had a solid mentorship program, learned how to use cutting-edge tools, and learned how to develop project proposals during the course of her tenure at the firm. On the other hand, Jean, let's say, did only low-level tasks and did not receive constructive feedback on her work and also had to work with outdated IT systems. Now, even with the same educational background, when both of them are ready to make moves to different roles five years later, Jane, the one who had learned new skills during her tenure, had more options available and had secured a position with substantially higher salary. So in this case, work experience was the differentiator that allowed her to learn new skills and equipped her with the track record that she could continue to leverage for her next few roles. So this is what we mean by the experience effect. And McKinsey research shows that the experience effect actually contributes 40 to 43% of an average worker's lifetime earnings in developed economies like the United States, Germany, and the United Kingdom. And almost uh, 60% in emerging economies like India, where actually fewer people have uh, higher education. So in general, people without college degrees who start in low-wage jobs are more reliant on work experience. For example, work experience contributes 65 to 75% of lifetime earnings for people who begin their careers as tile setters or counter workers, whereas it contributes only 35% for physicians or lawyers. Then how should companies think about this causal link between experience and human capital? Like, how could this affect the way they attract and retain their best talent? So companies should think about how they help develop 
their employees because they are the ones who shape most of the variation in the experience effect. So we find that 50% of the variation in the experience effect is actually shaped by early tenure experiences in effective companies. And the Gallup survey uh, conducted recently in 2021 found that more than 60% of U.S. workers said that learning new skills is important for them in deciding whether they take up a new job or uh, stay in the current job. And therefore, even for companies, developing people and helping them learn new skills helps them attract and retain the best talent. And to do this, companies can focus on three priorities. First, they should evaluate candidates for a role, both internal and external candidates, not only for the current knowledge and skills that they have displayed, but also for their potential and capacity to learn. Second, they need to embrace mobility, providing internal career paths, both upward and lateral, with an emphasis on lateral within the organization. When talented people leave, they should celebrate their success and stay open to welcoming them back. And third, companies need to prioritize in-role coaching and career mentoring, especially early in an employee's tenure or whenever someone joins a new job. Companies should, that establish themselves as great learning organizations can become magnets for talent. One last question before we end this episode, which is, what is the one piece of advice you would give to anybody just starting out their careers? I have three pieces of advice, if I may. One, choose early career experiences in companies offering effective coaching, growth options, and good management practices. Be proactive in shaping your career trajectories, making role moves that offer opportunities to learn new skills. And also identify and work with employers who are willing to take a chance on you. Thank you so much, Casey. So that's all for today's episode of Future of Asia Explains. If you enjoyed it, do keep a lookout for more to come. And if this topic interested you and you would like to read the full report, just head on down to mckinsey.com slash futureofasia. You have been listening to the Future of Asia podcast by McKinsey & Company. To learn more about McKinsey, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at mckinsey.com slash Future of Asia, or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.